Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Today, it, oh, Jesus. Uh, I think I did one episode where I didn't start with the today is, which I don't want to do because today is a podcast day. It's not a movie Monday, TV Tuesday, book Wednesday, her video games day, or fry internet day because we've got rid of those post episode 300 so i don't know why i continue to do it probably because i did 200 and no probably 300 and change episodes that way so it's hard to get my brain out of that (sighs) regardless what i should say at the top of every show still to this day both in this pre and post episode 300 world is that there will be spoilers i should say that for the reason that there will be spoilers most likely not 100 percent but a very high percent. So this is a warning of that. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a Brazilian dollars. (laughs) That's a made-up amount, and I don't ask for any money at all. The only thing I do ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend, perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, Because, uh, you know, those are things that are good for podcasts, and this is a podcast, so it would be good for it. And me, by association of being the host of it. Okay, well, I should probably push this button that will get us started thusly. Today's movie monologue sponsor is El Diablo Gynecology. Thank you to that for sponsoring this movie Monday. Movie Monday, fuck. This movie monologue, what is going on? Which I have four-ish movies. Ish, because one of these movies I didn't finish watching because I really didn't care for it. Now, if you're a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, you will realize that very, very infrequently do I not like things and give ratings of the two or one out of five variety. So, uh, just to let you know, one of these movies gets that. It's not this first one, called Devil's Do, which, as you can imagine from the title, is about devils and being due. Uh, you know what? That's a sort of a play on words. Due date. Uh, you see where we're going with this? A little Rosemary's Baby type feel action thing for you. Uh, let me read the imbida for you. After a mysterious 
lost night on their honeymoon, a newlywed couple finds themselves dealing with an earlier-than-planned pregnancy. Uh And who's the father, you might ask? El Diablo? The Devil? Yeah, um, 90-ish percent of this movie has a feel of a lot of these possessed-type movies. There was a few additions that made it better than the average run-of-the-mill the one. Uh, not necessarily scary, or really scary at all, but I'd probably go a solid 3 out of 5, which, as you know, I like to use for uh, my enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, that fits very, very well for Devil's Do for me, uh, as you can imagine as well, if you've listened to many episodes. I don't know why I'm saying that again. Uh, this is a choice of the missus, who loves a good horror flick, or a bad horror flick, as the case may may be, and uh, she enjoyed it as well. So, if you are a horror film junkie, uh, there's some fun in this for you. Hmm. Okay, next movie. Long title, weird title, and I like that. Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman is the title of this movie. Yes, it is. Uh, let me read the imbede for this one. Timid, comma, video game-loving DJ Santiago seemingly digs his own grave when he agrees to bring a violent criminal kingpin, the head of the machine gun woman. Mm, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> this is a weird movie, uh, and that's why I liked it. I'm probably going to go, before I forget, to give my rating, I'm going to give it now, which is a 4 to 5. 4 to 5. It's your sort of... It has a very, very strong feel of a like a super violent Asian flick, which uh, I know and love. Uh, the difference being that this is... Uh, Spanish? You know what? I don't actually know. Mexican? I don't know where it was taking place. South American? It's got a sort of Latin vibe to it. And the English... The English. <laughs> the language they are speaking is not of the English variety. It's Spanish or something like that. I feel kind of bad for not actually knowing what uh, language they're speaking or where this is taking place, but that's sort of irrelevant to the plot. This could happen uh, anywhere. It doesn't really matter. Uh, basically, this guy, in order to save himself, uh, says, you know what? I'm going to do you solid. I'm going to bring you this woman who's causing you so much trouble. Uh, the sort of catch to it is many fold. One of the folds is that uh, he's in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is that she is super, super violent, sort of Kill Bill-esque, powerful, don't mess with me woman. And he is a, a sort of a doofus dweeb type. So there's some comedy, a uh, shit ton of violence and combining those two is something i enjoy and if you do too you will like that movie moving on to movie the third flying along here called the frozen ground uh i thought this had the look and feel of a good sunday flick and i suppose it kind of was uh, stars nicholas cage and john cusack who uh, i am big fans of both respectively uh, the imbede for this one is uh, an, an Alaska state trooper partners with a young woman who escaped the clutches of a serial killer. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Based on actual events. That I did not realize until the last sort of final scenes of the movie. Ah. 
tried to speed, but ran out of time. Okay, uh, it's okay. It's just okay. Like, I'd probably go... I think I'd have to go a two and a half, maybe even a two. It just uh, it didn't pull me in really at all, which is surprising because uh, John Cusack as the crazy serial killer is good. He's he's good, and uh, you know Nicolas Cage, he's he's good too. It's just combining good in a thriller is not going to be, well, good. Hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, because I'm out of time, I'll have to just say of the last movie, Radio Free Albemuth, A-L-B-E-M-U-T-H. I surprisingly really didn't like it at all and had to turn it off. Uh, Berkeley record store clerk Nick Brady begins to experience strange visions from an entity he calls Vallis. Uh, that caused him to uproot his family and move to Los Angeles. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, move to Los Angeles, where he becomes a successful music company executive with the help of... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, uh, it's basically got the feel of... It's supposed to be sci-fi. It's kind of... that's in the, It was in the sci-fi section of Netflix, anyway. Uh, Netflix said I would enjoy it, according to the rating, and I will say this is probably the very first time that uh, they have let me down in that regard. Uh, just boring as shit. Nothing happens. Normally, bad acting I don't really care too much about. Take, for example, Bring Me the Head of Machine Gun Woman. The acting is maybe not uh, amazing in that, but this, it really sort of just dragged me down and uh, I couldn't pay attention to it. I couldn't watch it. I turned it off, which very, very, very... I'm going to go ahead and throw one more in. Very infrequently happens, but uh, did in this case. So I'm going to give it a one out of five. Sadness for Radio Free Albemuth, <laughs> with the title that I don't know how to pronounce. Albemuth? Albemuth? Silent B, perhaps? I don't know. Okay, kind of a interesting uh, scenario we got brewing for this television talk slash game gabbing, as the uh, the the theme that I have inserted may indicate. Uh, what I have brought back is something called the Wolf Among Us. Oh, uh, before we get into that, I should say uh, today's television talk slash game gabbing sponsor is. Big B Wolf Laser Hair Removal. So, thank you for that. As I was saying, uh, this is the only time I've ever combined a television talk and a game gabbin, but I felt, in the case of the video game Wolf Among Us, or rather, The Wolf Among Us, uh, I'm able to do so because it is, for me, I think, excuse me, pardon me, uh, excuse me, pardon me, good way to uh, describe this experience that I had 
is for two is for to call it a television show of a sort of choose your own adventure variety in a mini series feel that's uh, basically uh, when you boil it down a video game uh, right uh, if you're not familiar with this or uh, others of its ilk uh, similar to uh, what the hell is the the other one based on the television show don't dead open inside uh, <laughs> how do I not remember the name oh uh, the Walking Dead oh that's that's an embarrassing brain fart there uh, anyways uh, the Walking Dead did this I believe first from the same game makers. Uh, Telltale Games. It's basically, uh, in this case, five. I think it might have also been five for Walking Dead. They release five individual episodes, as they call them. Uh, these episodes are uh, continue on from one another, so sort of a, a mini series, a television mini series feel. Uh, all of that, so far, what I have said, could easily fit on the television. The difference being here is you're using your game controller to choose what you want your character to do. Not only that, but there's some actual gameplay elements, mostly of the quick time variety, and if you're unfamiliar with what that means, uh, things will pop up on screen, you'll have to push them... uh, things, when I say things, I mean buttons, (laughs) you'll have to push on your controller... Uh, and you'll have to push them quick enough in order for your character to progress. So you can still die, which I only died a handful of times. It's kind of hard to die uh, unless you have really bad reflexes, I guess you would say, or make really poor choices. So you could choose to uh, continue through the game in, in quite a number of different ways, and that's something I'm curious about, which I suppose I could have just done a little research into, but I did not. Uh, how many different endings or different ways could you make your way through this game? There's a lot of the times you have the feel that the choices you're making are vital for your progress and could be drastically different. Uh, and that's something I really, really like. Uh, I played this over the course of a weekend, so uh, that was another nice thing. Uh, now that it's been out for quite a while... Uh, I picked it up for myself on Steam, but it's available friggin' everywhere. It's available on your computer, PS3, PS4, Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One. You can get it for your Android device, for your uh, Apple phone. You can get this thing anywhere, seemingly now. And uh, I would definitely recommend you do so. Uh, it's it's an experience, and it's unlike anything I've experienced before. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 which is probably not surprising for anyone who has played it. Or played it, it kind of feels weird to say any who have played this. I guess played in the sense that you sit down and play a movie, but uh, much more interactive. And uh, that made me think as well, uh, do I like this as much, would I like this as much if it wasn't interactive, the story? Uh, my thought is I would, but maybe I'm being tricked. Uh, tricked in the sense that because it is interactive and is pulling me in using its interactivity, uh, maybe that makes the story, which is pretty strange, uh, pull pull me in more than it would as, as if I was just passively sort of sitting and watching it. The story, 
uh, I, I sat down with the missus and she watched a, a little bit of it, which is sort of telling in itself because she doesn't normally do that. So uh, the story involves fairy tale characters. You play Bigby Wolf or Big Bad Wolf, if you prefer, uh, and you're sort of a detective or rather the sheriff of this fairy tale. I don't want to say fairy tale realm because it takes place in the real world where the characters from fairy, fairy tales are sort of living. So, for example, you have uh, the big bad wolf who looks human but is in the role of the sheriff of this community. Or you have Snow White who's sort of the administrator to this people. You have Georgie Porgy who runs the strip club and, and th things of that nature. Now that leads me to my next question. How did they get away with this? Uh, how did they put Snow White in a video game where she's not really dressed as Snow White and uh, is trying to solve murders? <laughs> uh, my, my, my thought, or Ichabod Crane. How do you have Ichabod Crane portrayed as someone who uh, goes to prostitutes? <laughs> I, I don't know, but my thought is these characters must be older than we know from the Disney sort of verse and are, uh, <laughs> and are old to the point where they're in the public domain and people can take and do with them as you please because Ichabod Crane visiting a prostitute is probably not something the Disney Corporation would uh, be pleased to hear about, I imagine. Which, I think, potentially, that will be the title of this episode. Ichabod... I'm going to type it in right now. Ichabod Crane Visiting Prostitutes. Because that is a sentence that makes me smile. Today's book banter sponsor is Russian Underground. What? <laughs> Today's sponsor, book banter. Oh my god, we should just scrap this whole goddamn episode. Russian Underground Atomic Flashlight Company Limited is this book banter sponsor. Thank you. You beautiful sponsor, you. Uh, today's book banter featuring the book uh, Metro 2033 by Dimitri, and I knew I'd probably get this last name wrong, Glukhovsky. Glukhovsky. G-L-U-K-H-O-F-Z-S-K-Y. Anyways, by a Russian gentleman. Uh, may have... In fact, I think I did. Yeah, I can almost guarantee on a video games day a long, long time ago, I uh, played the video game Metro 2033 and uh, very much enjoyed it. I think I gave it a 4 out of 5, if I do recall, looking back. Kind of curious to see if what I think I gave it and what I actually gave it is the same. Anyways, looking back, I gave it a 4. Uh, at the time, I remember learning 
that uh, before it was a video game, it was a book, which I don't think is a sort of usual experience. I don't think that happens too, too often. So what I decided to do is read the book. <laughs> there you go. You know what? Uh, it's also the case, just off the top of my head, with The, uh, the Witcher. And uh, I, I want to read those as well. I don't think they follow too closely with the book. Uh, and so far, from what I've seen, uh, the uh, the Metro 2033 shares some similarities, but, but by no means all. Which, uh, w- when you're switching from one format to another, I think it's hard to, or impossible to, be 100% accurate 100% of the time. Like, going from a book to a movie... Uh, I always give people a lot of license to changing to make it more entertaining for that media. Uh, I'm looking at you, Peter Jackson. (laughs) You you freak of hobbit nature. Uh, Anyways, uh, if you've listened, I'm going to say this sentence again. Uh, If you've listened to a lot of episodes, you will uh, sort of have gathered over the years, and it has been years, that uh, I'm a bit of a fan of anything post-apocalyptic of which this fits nicely into. Uh, This is after a nuclear apocalypse of some sort. Uh, It takes place in Russia specifically, in the Russian Underground Railroad, sometimes called the subway by some people, or the tube in some areas. Uh, Apparently the Russians set it up so that uh, when the shit hits a fan people could go into this and sort of seal it off and live under there. Uh, I guess it kind of has a feel of that, because I don't think just going underground after bombs destroy basically the Earth uh, would save your ass. I I think you need a little more protection than that. Anyways, I digress. Uh, This book really, really, really is good. (laughs) Wow, I should be a salesman. I was a salesman, and that's what I come up with. Sad. Uh, five out of five, hands down, no questions on that. I think the reason I like it is because it has the feel of a quest. Uh, and again, as has come up on more than one occasion, I love a good quest. So in this case, we're at, we're combining a quest and post-apocalyptic settings. Uh, just that right there should have me right off the bat. Then you're adding perhaps a little mysticism. That's one way to look at it. Uh, Something that hit me today about this book very, very strongly was how similar it is, and this is going to sound crazy, but I, I almost don't imagine that I'm the first person to make this comparison. And this book reminds me, <laughs> strangely, a lot, uh, uh, reminds me a lot of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an insane sentence, but I'm going to stick with it. Basically, uh, we're taking Alice, or in this case, oh, it's even a, a first name, Archium. Uh, Russian name, starting with A, and uh, they're traveling through a a sort of a strange mystical world. Mystical, in the case of Alice in Wonderland, here creepier even than that, Uh, and meeting with strange characters, having strange adventures, and trying to get from point A to point B. Uh, Like, for example, the, the one scene even to the degree of uh, sitting down with a character who's smoking a hookah. Uh, 
so the, that was when it sort of hit me even more, just comparing those two scenes alone and then comparing the thing as a whole. So uh, if you like post-apocalyptic, you'll like it. If you like uh, quests traveling from point A to point B, you'll like it. If you like an odd assortment of characters met along the way, you'll like it. If you like Alice in Wonderland, you'll like it. Basically, what I'm saying is this is going to hit the like buttons of a lot of people, myself included, Definitely highly, highly recommend. Probably, yeah, you know what? I think my most recommended book of this post-300 world, I do, if I do recall, if I do recall, wow. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is 50 Foot GMO Non Attacking Tomatoes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, what do I have? I have item the first, Clueless Gamer with Conan O'Brien, which I do believe I have brought back from time to time. Uh, this one tickled my fancy in particular because they played, uh, actually, the aforementioned Witcher 3. Uh, this is a game I can't wait to get my hands on. Uh, I'm a little uh, strapped for cash right now, so uh, I kind of want to play games that I already have and wait for the price to go down. So that is my plan. Uh, the potential exists that either A, I won't be able to resist, or B, my strapped cashedness will disappear uh, as I am saving pretty good lately. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, basically the way it felt is that he, Conan, heard that uh, within this game there exists the possibility that you can have sex with other players. So rather than sort of go out, explore the world or the story or really much of anything, he just decided that, you know what, we're going to go out there and we're going to goddamn get laid. And uh, that is just what he did. Uh... Not really a spoiler, and I'm pretty good at avoiding spoilers for myself when it comes to a video game, but uh, there is a scene, apparently, where you, the Witcher, uh, what the hell's his name? I forget his name. Uh, anyways, get to have sex, of course, on top of, uh-huh, a unicorn. What? Sex on top of a unicorn apparently is a viable option within this video game, so, you know, sign me up right now there. Okay, uh, so uh, let's move on to item the second. We're going to try to go both fast and furious through these ones is a TED Talk. The TED Talk title, TED Talk title, TED Talk title. That's fun to say. Say it for yourself. TED Talk title of this particular TED Talk title is uh, the case for engineering our food with... Oh, shoot. Come on. Uh, Pamela Ronald. Pamela Ronald is the TED Talker. <laughs> Excuse me again. Uh, obviously, if you listen to any news whatsoever, which I try not to do, uh, but still some things trickle in from time to time, uh, you'll hear a lot about uh, genetically modified food and how it is horrible and things of that nature. Uh, I, I could see there being a case for that, sure, so can anyone. Um, I also want to hear the other side of the story, which quite often 
I imagined, and I guess to be true in this case, uh, is going to come from scientists. So, usually, uh, I am going to trust a scientist over a layperson. So, uh, it was very, very interesting sort of learning experience um, just to see some of the things that genetically modifying our food has done for us as a human species um, and how many lives it has saved. Uh, it's got that same sort of feel to me as religion. Uh, people say, ah, religion's not bad. Look at all the good it does in the world. Um, that has the same sort of feel to me as this. No, wait. What's the point I'm trying to make? So people say that uh, genetically modifying our food is uh, killing people. Uh, and then when you dig a little deeper, you see that it has saved millions of lives. Uh, people say that uh, religion is it's good uh, and does a lot of good. And then we see that <laughs> it has killed millions and millions and over the centuries, billions of lives. I don't know if it's killed billions of people, but it's definitely killed millions of people. So uh, it's kind of amusing in a sad uh, this world is screwed sort of way uh, to learn that something that is saving people uh, the sort of general populace is poo-pooing for lack of a better term and something that is killing millions of people uh, people want their freedom in. Uh, very convoluted how I said that but uh, potentially there's a point in there that makes sense anything is possible including the very last episode of Top 5 Skyrim Mods Ah, oh, that was sad. Uh, I've watched... I haven't been a religious <laughs> watcher of it over the years, but I uh, have very much enjoyed that. So uh, I recommend you check it out in general. Maybe check out the, the last episode. Just see these two guys. Got a little emotional as well. So uh, in general, uh, an interesting video and uh, end of an era. So there you go. Speaking of an era... Uh, in this case, six years. Hmm. Comedy Bang Bang, my favoriteest of all podcasts, you might say. More favorite than this one? Sure, just celebrated its six-year anniversary. And uh, because, as you have heard, we are out of time, I don't really have time to talk about it, which is a blessing and a curse. A curse, because I don't have time to talk about it. A blessing, because that way, now I'm not going to spoil anything, and you can go over and listen to it for yourself. Uh, I will say that the sort of cast of characters who drops on by are some of my favorites, including, I think, my very favoritist of all of the guests that pop into the Comedy Bang Bang studio is Mr. Cake Boss. Cake Boss. Thank you to them. Thank you to you for listening to this. Uh, assuming you have, I will say, as I like to do from time to time, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot. 
and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.